And welcome on in to the Zach Gelb Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Ryan Hickey in for ZG with you on this Tuesday evening. Appreciate you joining us and making us a part of your evening right here or else but CBS Sports Radio. I know there's always a lot of options out there, a lot of different things, people, shows, movies, podcasts, always kind of grabbing your attention left and right. So appreciate you kind of, for now, picking us and choosing to be with us right here on CBS Sports Radio out of all your plentiful options you have. Okay, so we done this segment about a month ago. I guess did this segment to be grammatically correct. About a month ago. Hot take meter. I got takes. A lot of you call me hot take kicker. Let's see actually how hot these takes are. EJ Stewart doing a great job person today. EJ, you are going to play the role and the voice here. Of the voice of reason. A lot of pressure. The common folk. So I'm the weatherman, basically. You are the weatherman. <laughs> so so if something's hot, I say, oh, yes, you know, make sure, you know, you got your sunblock out for this one. And for the ones that are like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe bring a raincoat. It's not not that, not that bad out there. I like that. Yeah. Maybe you got a future. Hey, I know I know several meteorologists <laughs> from my days you're doing in uh, news producing in uh, New York City. So, uh, And you know what? That job, man, pays to be wrong. There you go. Truly pays to be wrong. <laughs> Just like sports radio, too. A lot of that people say true. that as yeah, well. In many ways, we're kind of in the same boat. Us and weathermen, one in the same for sure. All right. So I got six takes here. We'll use some weather analogies, but EJ will decide hot take, out of my mind, stupid. What is, don't, don't even bother saying that again. Medium take, okay. Some logic there. Or cold take, obvious. Everyone's thinking it. Don't try to be, you know, don't think you're any different sort of thing. So, EJ, let's do it. Oh, yeah. A little game show music. We got Weathermen. We got game show music. Who wants to play? Steve Harvey. Bringing him in here. We'll, we'll hit it all in this segment. Back by proper demand. Hot take meter. Take number one here. EJ. Alabama will not only miss the college football playoff, they'll finish the year outside of the top 15. Wow, hasn't happened. that's spicy. Ooh. Just how it happened since 2007 to add a little bit more spice there. But you're saying spicy just to begin with. I mean, you're talking about 20, 20, uh, 2007, last time this happened. And there have been so many years where Alabama's come in with question marks at quarterback, different coordinators. And they find a way to somehow be in the top 15, be in the top 10, sometimes find themselves in the national championship, sometimes win a national championship some of these years. So True. the way the college football landscape has been there it really hasn't been all that much parity at least in, in its effect on a, on Alabama. So to say that they're going to finish in the top, outside the top 15, that means you're not talking about just a bunch of SEC teams passing them up. You're talking about teams in the ACC. Uh, you mentioned how deep the Pac-12 There's multiple teams in the Pac-12 passing them up. I, I can't see that. I think Alabama with Nick Saban, the way he coaches defense, the way he's been able to kind of mask the team's weaknesses in the past, I, I feel like they have to finish in the top 15. But the fact that you think they might not is a hot take, no question. How happy do you think Nick Saban is? For years, he has disdained the media. Yeah. He has been upset with everyone talking so highly about his team. And now, again, it's Alabama standards, but preseason number four is the lowest in 2009. Yeah, I mean, he's someone who likes to say, hey, you know, we're not getting respected, or maybe people should think about us. And when his team is 
ranked number one or number two, he likes to say how bad his team is. And, oh, we haven't accomplished anything. And I don't know why he's talking about how good we are. So, yeah, this is definitely the area where he would like to live probably every year, quite frankly. I think he would love to come in the year outside the top two or three with people doubting him like yourself. So, Saban, there you go. I'm giving you exactly what you want, but I don't think that this roster will be able to spin it around and prove me wrong here in this year. All right, so we got a spicy take off the start here for hot take meter. Take number two, EJ. Let's go to the NFL. Baker Mayfield will lead the Bucks to the NFC crown. NFC South. Sorry, NFC South crown. Not going to the Super Bowl, just winning the division. That's all you got? Interesting. Eh, I'm not, eh. not, not, not that impressed with that. I mean, okay. that. That division is very bad. So, look at the competition. Derek Carr, who lost his job in Las Vegas. Um, you mentioned Bryce Young, number one pick rookie on a team that got rid of their best receiver. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the Falcons, okay, you know, is B. John Robinson and and uh, and and their quarterback, you know, Ritter, is he going to take them? I mean, I don't know. I, I think that this division is going to be a division where probably at the most nine wins gets you win. Could Baker find his way to throwing the ball to Mike Evans enough to get them to nine wins? Yeah, I can see that. Who would you have right now winning this division? I would probably say New Orleans. I would bank on New Orleans' defense. But uh, this is a bad division. Like, I would I would not bet this division. Like, because that means I'd be betting on Dennis Allen, which I would never want to do under any circumstances. But uh, my other choices are Baker Mayfield and Ritter and uh, a brand-new rookie with no receivers. And as we saw in that uh, preseason game, clearly no offensive line because the yeah. Jets were teeing off on him. So, I mean, it's going to be anybody's ball game. Bucks going to the going to the playoffs, winning that South. Eh, sure. That's my issue too. The Bucks is just the fact, like I said, it's Todd Bowles as a head coach, not very good. Last year with Tom Brady, they struggled to eight and nine. Like part of my belief is Baker Mayfield in the system for an entire offseason for the first time in a few years. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Like I like the talent on offense, but it's just like holy cow! Like Todd Bowles now picking him as a head coach to believe in it's. It's scary. Like I said, this is probably the best way to put EJ. Unbettable division. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. And last year with Tom Brady, I think it was, what, two weeks left? I think it was week 16. All four teams were alive for the division. So it was a crapshoot last year, crapshoot this year. I would go the Bucks, but okay. Lukewarm, nothing crazy. All right, let's move on so we can get a little spicier. Three rookie quarterbacks, we presume, because the third one is not officially with the Texans, but Bryce Young going to start for the Panthers. Today was announced uh, Anthony Richardson is going to start for the Colts. And again, no announcement, but the Texans are going about business that Bryce, uh, that CJ Stroud, excuse me, will be their starter for week number one. Of the three quarterbacks taken in the first round, CJ Stroud of the worst rookie year. We do not care. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna go medium on that too. Cold okay. to medium. I mean, cold to medium. So Bryce clearly, I think, has been the quarterback that looks the most ready. Mm-hmm. I think with C.J. Stroud, we've seen with past Ohio State quarterbacks, they do not perform very well in the NFL. And Justin Fields is trying to kind of break that mold. He's kind of had an up-and-down career so far. Most of his success has been running, not necessarily playing pocket passer. And C.J. Stroud, not the athlete Justin Fields is. The thing about Anthony Richardson, while I would not start him, and I think that I, I'm one of those people who do, who do believe in uh, quarterbacks taking time to, to actually develop behind a veteran, he can run. The guy can fly. He's a great athlete. So he may be able to get himself out of trouble just based off pure athleticism. 
Stroud doesn't have that. He's not a bad athlete, but he's not a, a plus-plus athlete like Richardson. So I could definitely see him struggling mightily this year on a bad Texas team that's basically going to just be trying to run the ball for most of the season. So, no, I, I'm, I'm going to say eh, I'm going to say that's a cold take there as well. I figured you would say hot just because, like I said, Strat, like Richardson is by far the biggest project and I right. think has the most learning to do of the three to become pro-ready. But you look at right now what's going on in Houston. I don't like the situation. I know we can talk about Ohio State quarterbacks in past history, but just what they have in Houston right now. I know Larry Tunsil didn't play, but and it's one preseason game. I understand it. But look what happened in New England where he's getting pressure in the face almost every single time he drops back. Mm-hmm. His best receiver could be Tank Dell this year, which is a rookie wide receiver, which is not very, you know, not great when you're leaning, uh, leaning on a fellow rookie to be, you know, your best guy. Damian yeah. Pierce had a solid year last year, but... Can that carry over? Like, I just don't think the situation right now, first-time offense coordinator uh, as well in Houston, I don't like the situation that Stroud was throwing in compared to where I think for all the dysfunction the Colts have with John and Taylor and everything, I think their situation they have with the coach and the team is better. And even though, like you said, it was kind of ugly first debut for Bryce Young last week, I still like what talent-wise Carolina has compared to Houston. And remember, the Stroud being the number two pick quarterback wasn't even a lock Mm -hmm. up until the draft. So we're living in this universe where we're like, oh, definitely Shroud and Young were one and two. But there was word that it might be Will Levis there. It might be Anthony Richardson's own moving up to get him at that spot. So, like, I don't know if I necessarily look at Shroud and say, oh, like he's in that class with Young. Maybe he's in the class kind of his own. And then you got, like, Richardson in his own world as well with Young at the top. But it's, it's tough with those quarterbacks coming out of Ohio State and that Texas team being just such a rebuild team this year. Especially when you come from a, a year at Ohio State or two years at Ohio State where you played with four first-round receivers. Yeah. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and next year, Marvin Harrison Jr. That's like that. So you go from the penthouse with those receivers to now, again, the scrap heap with a lot of guys catching balls for you um, down there in Houston. All right, let's go to the NBA. James Harden yesterday continuing to just spout off nonsense, calling Daryl Morey a liar, saying he'll never play for a Daryl Morey-led team uh, ever again. Here's the take, EJ. There's now one team in the NBA that can justify trading for James Harden. It's taking a while. Okay, I like Um, it. Okay. Heat advisory. Yeah, it's a good, it's a a hot take. Um, I'd say like, Medium to hot, you know, it's like a, a medium salsa, I would say. You know, got a little, got a little, you know, you, you first take it and say, oh, not too bad. And then you get that little heat coming in the back of your throat. That's okay, how I, all I, right. I view this. Late I mean, arriving. Yeah. So, like, I think Harden has shown he can contribute still. He can play still. He's a 20 and 10 guy. Um, he had big games in that playoff series against Boston, game one, game four in particular. So, it's not like this guy is an absolute bum. So, I, I think that, yes, I think there are some teams that could use him. Now, do I think it's the Clippers? No. Do I think it's the Knicks? No. Do I think it's any of these teams that have been rumored to be teams that he would be interested in joining or teams that may, may want him? No, but if you're a team that's kind of trying to make waves or, or trying to find a way to get back in the playoffs after you've missed the playoffs, I think he could have some value. He's only has one year left on his deal. Now, nah, I wouldn't want him on my team, but to think that 30, 30 teams in the NBA, nobody would want him or he'd have zero value that I'm not sure I just can't see the justification EJ just because you look at this guy again you mentioned two of his best playoff games ever in his career came in game games one and four against the Celtics 
The issue is the other five games, he was, forget I just average, he was terrible. He yep. contributed to them directly losing those games uh, that they lost, especially the last two after you're up by 3-2 and you lose at home and then get blown out in game seven. Like, that's where a guy, like, if you're going to pay him superstar money or, or bring him in, you expect him to at least be a positive contributor, even just average. And the issue is the little times he's great, okay, it's awesome, but it's very few and far between. And most of the time he's bad to horrendous to awful. But even if you're not a playoff team, because like I said, maybe you're just trying to get back in the playoffs and just get some attention on your team. This guy, all he does is just blame others for his own problems. So he's not even like good in the locker room. Or if you have a young team, I don't see how he's going to be a good influence. And if you bring him in, maybe it's only on a one-year deal, then he leaves, right? But it's like everywhere he has gone so far, he has destroyed that team as he's gone out. Yeah, I mean, the James Harden situation has been a, a disaster. And it's not all that surprising given what he has done in the past, which makes it even more puzzling why someone like Daryl Morey, who knows James Harden so well, would put his team and his franchise in this situation. Like, I don't quite understand that. Like, at a certain point, like, if you're the bad parent who is allowing your kid to, you know, throw temper tantrums in front of everybody, at what point do I start keep yelling at the kid and I look at the parent and say, hey, why'd you bring the kid Right. You know, to to, to to this important event I had. Like, I, you know, we need people quiet. We need people to be respectful. And you have a kid who, you know, has dropped his diaper and is yelling and, and screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, at a certain point, am I going to keep yelling at the kid and saying, hey, cut it out? When I know the kid did it last year and the year before that and the year before that. Like, what's up with Daryl Morey? Definition of insanity, man. Right? Exactly. It's like, oh, or it's like a, a toxic girl. Oh, I'll be the one to change her. Fix it, and then you realize, oh, this is this person. Even beyond worse saving. is the toxic ex, like that you're getting back with. True, yeah. This is a guy who he, he brought James Harden <laughs> to Houston. You're right, and then saw those playoff failures, saw those issues, and then left because they saw that they were going to have to rebuild, and then brought him back to Philly. You're right. He left because he saw the writing on the wall, didn't right. want to do that it. That wasn't going to work. <laughs> and now it's kind of paying the piper, if you will. A few years. I didn't think about that. You're right. A few, a few years. After uh, kind of avoiding the bullet the first time there in Houston. All right. So, no team should trade for James Harden. You said medium take. Okay, a little, little spice there. A little spice. Pretty lukewarm to a little cold. CJ Shroud of the worst rookie year of the three quarterbacks taken in the first round. Basically, ice cold here. Baker Mayfield will lead the Bucks to the NFC Crown. Uh, NFC Crown, NFC South Crown. I keep saying NFC Crown. He's not going to the Super Bowl, folks. He's winning the division. And finally, so far, the hottest take you have deemed, EJ, is Alabama missing the college football playoff and finishing the year out of the top 15. All right, two more he will do quickly. Number one is this. Jim Harbaugh is back in the NFL this time next year. Ooh, um, That's all you got? Yeah, I just that just seems like an inevitability with the suspension and, and where things are headed there. I, I, and I'm going to say that's a, a cold take there. Fair. I, a lot of writing on the wall. I would understand that. Yeah. Finally, sleeping like college football. USC winning the national title this year. Ooh. 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 Taking down Georgia. Sizzling hot. Sizzling hot. That's the that's the most that's the hottest one. Hottest hotter than so you think it's more likely. How do I hold on? How so do I wear this? I think that it is more likely that Alabama finishes outside the top 15 than wow, USC yeah. wins the national championship. Wow. Because it maybe it's my disbelief in Lincoln Riley winning national championships, at least with the way he's built teams in the past. So maybe it's a personal beef. And I don't hate Lincoln Riley. I, I really don't. But year two, 
We saw how terrible their defense was. I think USC kind of took some people by surprise last year. I think people all knew Kalen Williams was good and that he was talented. I don't think people thought he would be the Heisman or that he'd be this dominant with a team that the year before was awful. Now, you come into this year, everybody knows how good you are. The Pac-12 is, as you mentioned, loaded with talent, loaded with a lot of good offenses, too, particularly. They get out of that unscathed and then beat two more good teams to get to, to win that championship, knowing how poor their defense was. That would that would surprise me. I don't see them as a real champ title contender. I see them as a team, a playoff contender, sure. Title contender, no. All right. So USC winning the national title. Hottest take according to EJ. Coldest one. Jim Harbaugh going back to the NFL. No, I call. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baker that, or, that or Stroud, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Stroud? I'm gonna go with Harbaugh because uh, this guy wants to be in the NFL. Like it's, it's very clear. Like as soon as he gets. A job offer that he deemed better than Michigan, he's out of there. Which I don't know. If I was a Michigan fan, I would just want him to leave. Like I know maybe that sounds crazy, but I, I root for a team, Miami, that lost a coach at the NFL and then won a national championship with a substitute teacher, essentially, and Larry <laughs> Coker. So my thing is like, I think that you're the assistant coach that you would promote would be just fine for a year or two, and you could still win. All right. So six takes. Alabama missed the college roll playoff. Finish outside the top fifteen. Baker Mayfield lead the Bucks to the NFC South crown. C.J. Stroud, worst rookie year of the three quarterbacks taken in the first round. No team should trade for James Harden. Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL after the season. USC winning the national title. Which take out of those six is the most likely to come true? 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the, uh, and the number three. On the flip side, which is the most unlikely? Which is the hottest take in your mind of the six. Again, at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. When we return, two futures are murky for players in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor, Trey Lance. One guy is staying. One guy is getting traded to tell you, uh, one guy is getting traded to tell you who I think is in each camp when we do return. It's Ryan Hickey in for Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio. Ryan Hickey in for Zach on this Tuesday. We just played a little game back by popular demand, hot take meter. I gave six takes to EJ. He decided and deciphered, is that actually a hot take? Is it a lukewarm take? Does it make sense? Or is, you know, is it a take that everyone is saying? And I asked you, which is the hottest take of the six? Alabama missing the college football playoff and finishing outside of the top 15. First time since 2007, that would happen. Baker Mayfield leading the Bucks to the NFC South crown. C.J. Stroud of the three rookie quarterbacks taken in the first round this past year, being the worst of the three in year number one. Not one team can justify trading for James Harden. Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan after this season, returning to the NFL, and USC winning the national title. 855-212-4227. Tom is calling from Charlotte. What's up, Tom? Yeah, it's gone. Um, love, love the show. Uh, hottest take in that one's got to be Harbaugh going to the NFL. I mean, he got over the Ohio State hump. He's got the looming suspension. It makes sense for an exit. I, I think that one's writing on the wall. It's done. I think your coldest one is USC winning the title. Um, I'm not. They're not. Are they in the big? They're they're not in the Big Ten this year, are they? No, next year. Okay, so they play nobody then. Um, you know, being a Cleveland guy originally, I, Baker Mayfield, we saw what he couldn't do in Cleveland. We saw what he couldn't do here. We saw what he couldn't do with the Rams. 
the gar- the division's garbage, but you, they, you're going to put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands in the fourth quarter win a game? I don't think so. So I mean, he won I, you I a playoff so. game, Tom, for the first time in 25 years. Yeah, you know what? That was a that, that season. Trust me, made my heart full. But when it comes down to the come down, the next year, yeah, he was playing injured, but we saw what he did in Carolina. We got traded. He's too small. He gets bat- balls batted down. Happy feet. He's not reading defenses. He's got a receiving core in Tampa that's great, but I, I just think he's going to be a perennial backup. I-, I think one hot take that you might have missed on, man, is is Stetson Bennett going to have the best career out of this quarterback That is class. a hot take. Holy sh- – I'm falling on my chair. Stetson Bennett? I would take – I honestly Better than Bryce Young? Bennett. Listen, man, I-, I-, I watched the preseason game with Bryce Young – Offensive line looked like garbage. Granted, the coaches said they weren't going to show a whole lot. But he did not impress. Granted, he didn't turn the ball over. But, I mean, Stetson Bennett looked great. Yeah, he's playing twos and threes. But there's been a buzz around him at camp. And I think he's got that chip. He's got that dog. And I I think he's going to take over for Stafford. And I think you're going to see a Brady-esque story out of it. Are you really basing that off of one preseason game? The guy won in college, man. The guy um, good with the ball, good with decisions, gets the ball out. He's accurate. I, I get it. The profile was not high on him coming out, but, man, was it high on Brady coming out? That, that's my question. I'll take your comments off air. Thank you. That, you talk about a hot take. That's a hot take. Stetson Bennett, the best quarterback in this draft class? I mean, that, is that the max we got, EJ? I mean, I, we may have to just develop a brand new drop there just for that take alone from Tom. Yeah, that's like you know, I ate a ghost pepper. You know, kind of hot take there. That's 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 intense. That's a give me some milk and maybe send me to the ER. That's a one. That's a one chip challenge right there. Yeah, definitely. No definitely. one survives that. Holy smokes! Tom Brady type situation was what Tom said. Holy, because we can predict those, and we have not called <laughs> guys Tom Brady before that have obviously panned out just as just as successfully every single time. My God. The only quarterback to beat Stetson Bennett was Bryce Young with a lesser talented team. But anyway, okay. Um, he also had a backwards hot take was things that are not true. Cold take is something that's obvious. Uh, he had the cold take about Jim Harbaugh leaving um, to go to Michigan, uh, leaving to go to the NFL again. I think that's... At this point, I think a lot of people are coming around to that, especially after the news from this weekend where his four-game suspension basically got pushed to next year, and the NCAA is really going to now go after him hard. So I think you can expect, if he's there at Michigan in 2024, an even bigger and longer suspension uh, for the current Michigan head coach, which I think is part of the reason why he'll be kind of pushed out the door, if you will, next season. But look, USC, I'll say two things. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams. I get the defense is bad. They have a gauntlet of a Pac-12 schedule, though, as well. So if you're able to get through that, that will battle test you for sure, getting ready for college football playoff action. I'm going to ride the best quarterback in college football in a sport now where we have seen the quarterback truly does make the difference above all else. Anthony's call from Buffalo. What's up, Ant? Ant-Man. Wow. Cold take from Ant. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, sorry, there he sorry. is. I was muted. I was muted. All good, man. What's on your mind? Hey, I, um, it wasn't really about the hottest take, but it was about what you said about Harden and um, not, you know, what team would, like, trade for him. And mm-hmm. I think this is kind of a hot take, but um, 
one year, I, I could see him going to the Timberwolves and actually helping them a lot and really actually getting a good use out of Rudy Gobert and maybe making that trade that the Timberwolves did for Gobert not look so bad. Um, you know, the way Harden works with, like, a big center like that that can roll to the rim and finish above it, um, I, I think he could really make a difference there. You know, again, he's destroyed every team he's been a part of. But that's the thing, Anthony. Like, you already have, like, a, a tenuous situation in Minnesota based on what happened last year, right, with Rudy Gobert throwing a punch at the end of the, uh, right into the regular season. So you're now – you have a fractured locker room, and you're going to bring a cancer now into that locker room that's already fractured and expected to work? Well, let me ask you, if it's already so fractured and they're they're clearly just going to stick with it, what what do they have to lose, I, I guess, is, is is what I have to say. I mean, you're taking a chance, right? If it works out, if it works out and Harden finds his groove there, I mean, the Timberwolves could be really good with Harden, Ant-Man, Gobert, and, and Cat. And my thing is, Anthony, appreciate the call, but at this point, I don't really see James Harden like, getting his groove. I guess that's where we disagree. Like, I, I think to me... Can he have some moments? Absolutely. But I think his game has absolutely taken a step back, and it's nowhere near consistent and, and nowhere near enough to me that, to make that move worth it um, if you're Minnesota. I, I just, to me, I'm so out of, on James Harden at this point. I think his attitude more than anything else is one of the worst um, in the NBA. I just can't see just that alone coming in, again, with a situation that's already kind of up and down, having it um, having a workout well and having it end in a non-dramatic way for the first time um, in James Harden's career, at least. That's for sure. Or at least in, in recent memory. Let's say the last five years where things kind of really took a turn. Oh, no, you got to go back to even OKC. Remember, like, he wanted a contract extension and they decided to pay uh, Serge Ibaka instead of him. Mm-hmm. And he was a little more quiet about it that time, but he was not happy and it forced Sam Presti to get him out there, get him out of there before the season started. That's a good point, right? Now he got the clout. Now, all of a sudden, now he's not afraid to... Right lend his voice, and now you see him going on a tour in China, bashing his current pres- uh, president of basketball operations and going full, uh, burning the bridge and going full scorched earth right now. He's not afraid, and it's not gonna, he's not going to temper those wherever he goes. Not only was he also, you know, bashing Daryl Moore, he's also riding a scooter on a basketball court. Did you, did you see that? I didn't that? see that part. I saw him doing the TikTok dance. That yeah, was kind of The TikTok dancing, which, you know, he, he seemed to struggle with that, so I, I understood maybe his you know, uncoordination in that regard. I would be terrible at that as well. But there was a part where he, he was <laughs> driving around a scooter around the basketball court, kind of like he was the Undertaker in, like, 2002, the American badass, huh. you know, the American flag riding, riding, riding down on his chopper, in a, uh, you know, with the American flag behind him and the crowd, you know, chanting. And he looked like the Undertaker back in the day, but he had a helmet on and a red scooter. <laughs> Just very interesting images and visuals from China with James Harden this week. It's been interesting to say the least. I'm trying to find this video. Maybe I'll, I'll have to go look at it in the break here to see what you're talking about. But yeah, to say the least, I mean, it's been a week to remember for sure with James Harden and more to come, I'm sure. More to come as he does not get his way. And the longer this stalemate happens, I'm sure he's going to plot all the stops to get what he wants to go where he wants to go. All right, really quickly here, two things. Jonathan Taylor back with the Colts, not at practice this week, but at least back at the facility. He's not getting traded. That's the reality. He has no leverage. Jets and Patriots, two running back needy teams, signed Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott respectively yesterday. There is really little market for Jonathan Taylor to begin with. Now that market has really dried up even more. He's not getting traded. At this point, I think the best case scenario, and really how it's going to end is this. Colts are going to adjust his contract a little bit, maybe give him $2, 3000000 extra this year. Come back. He'll be there before week number one. 
kind of make nice, put on a public face going into the season that all is well, and we'll revisit this at the end of the season when you now have to decide if you're going to give him the franchise tag or if you're going to give him an extension. And I do think that at this point, Jonathan Taylor, his hopes and dreams of getting traded are dead. It's not going to happen, and holding out is not an option either. Running backs cannot hold out. It's not an option. It's not practical in 2023 with the contract or with the position and how it's viewed. And so I don't think he's getting traded. I think he'll, again, rework the contract a little bit um, to have him, you know, a few extra bucks. But for the most part, uh, he'll be with the Colts, not getting traded here in 2023. On the flip side, I don't think Trey Lance is getting traded this year. But Trey Lance is someone that, to me, does have trade intrigue after this season. With your team like the Patriots, if your team like even the Cowboys, if you get to a point with Dak Prescott, I don't see the harm of just bringing Trey Lance in, uh, Trey Lance in, even in, even as the backup. Easy for me to say. It kind of have almost a Tony Romo Dak situation 2.0, almost a decade later, where you can have Trey Lance come in, compete with Dak, and who knows if another situation goes bad where you can't truly win with Dak Prescott or injury happens. Give Trey Lance a chance to play and win the job. Trey Lance got the short end of the stick, I think, in San Fran, just from the sense that it was a win now situation. He got hurt, got bypassed by Brock Purdy. He played four games. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I don't think his career is already done or he's washed up. He's in a situation where, fortunate for him, got hurt at the wrong time, sat behind Jimmy G for a year, and now all of a sudden lost out because his third-string backup went in and won a lot of games. He just needs the right system. I think he just needs a chance. Trey Lance. So I'm intrigued by Trey Lance. If you're a quarterback needy team, the commanders and... um, Sam Howell doesn't work out for you after this season. I would absolutely take a chance on trading for Trey Lance. I don't think his career is over. That's a guy that is now, I mean, fighting for the third string or the second string, I should say, backup job. It's fallen fast for him, uh, but I still think he does have a lot to give in the NFL. Okay, really fast before we get to the news brief, I want to bring in Marco Bloody one last time. Hello, Marco. What's up? I do have a little bit of a bone to pick with you really fast here. All right. So I love peanut butter. You're a... Peanut butter fan? Would you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't eat it as much as you do. Apparently, you're 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 putting that stuff down every day. Yeah. I, Two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day, plus yeah, peanut no. butter on oatmeal every morning. Nah, man. So every once in a while. Two I do out like three it, meals. I don't think I'd be able to fit through the freaking door if I had that much peanut butter in my system. So I've been doing peanut butter reviews. I'm a big GIF guy. A lot of people are trying to tell me, hey, Skippy peanut butter is just as good or better. Mm-hmm. Nonsense, foolish. Anyway, did a peanut butter review today. Check it out at Ryan underscore Hickey, the number three. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Ryan Hick. TikTok, Ryan Hickey Show. Throw it all out there. There you go. You can find it. Four minutes, blind taste test, Skippy versus Jif, both honey flavors. You and your family are big peanut butter honey fans. Yes, wife and son, apparently. Yes. Honey flavored peanut butter yes. is probably the way I should have said it. Yep. I did not taste the difference. From between, the regular to the honey? Between regular Skippy and Jif versus honey Skippy and Jif. Huh. So he tasted very, a little bit more, maybe a little creamy, creamier. Yeah, a little bit. But and maybe this is just me and my expectations being off. I was a little disappointed with the taste. In the sense that it tasted, for the most part, very, very similar. Okay. Uh, I'm a little surprised a guy that's so hell-bent on the, on the brand, because there's right. so much difference in the taste, can't taste the difference when you put some honey in there. I'm a little surprised. Hopefully, it's not a marketing scam. Well, I'm hoping no, I get ripped off. Uh, I think it's you. I think your taste buds for peanut butter is a little uh, screwed up. I mean, not I to brag and not to give away the review if you want to check it out, but I was blindfolded and I was able to identify which peanut butter is which without knowing anything but taste. Yeah, but see, mm, I, I don't want to call this fugazi. Um, 
But I didn't realize because I wasn't a big peanut butter connoisseur. Once I tried the Jif and tried the Skippy, you gave me the, the blindfold. I'd be able to tell which one's which, too. So they do have, my point is... They do have a little bit of a different taste. They do, and a lot of people have told me, so if you Ryan, you're wrong. No, they do not. No, they do. They do. They, now, they, whether, now, is it enough to the point where this one's great and this one's garbage? Yes. No. No, it's not. But is there a difference in the taste? Yes. I was unaware, but you opened my eyes to that. So the idea that you can have you know a jar of peanut butter a day and know the difference between the two, I think you should because I think you have enough of it. I think you should be able to figure it out. The fact that you can't taste the difference between honey and regular, now I question your peanut butter knowledge because now wow. I'm questioning your entire taste bud. Wow. How can you not know the difference between the two? That's a problem. Because I don't think there is one. I hope we're just not going to You're telling scammed. me you're, you tried regular Jif and regular and the Jif honey. You don't know the difference between those two? Forget I, the Skippy and Jif. I'm talking about the actual brand. If you like Jif so much, you can't tell the difference between the regular and the honey. Extra creaminess. Outside and of nothing. Can you tell the difference between the two? I don't think so. No. Then I'm sorry. You lose and I hope credibility. you're not getting ripped off. You lose credibility. That I mean, this is ridiculous. I do not lose credibility. You do. I am Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> Apparently not. I know what I'm talking Apparently about. Apparently not. Apparently not. I have it every you don't day. know the difference between regular and peanut butter and regular and honey. That doesn't make any sense to me. How no, do you not know? It makes know? sense because guess what? There's actually not a lot of honey in there, and the honey does not make a difference taste wise. It's just a marketing scam. And this, I am pro Jeff. I am, in a way, calling out Jif because I can't tell the difference. It's much more oily. You want, you want to tell me an actual physical difference? There's a difference for you. Yeah. That's why it's creamier. There's it's more oily. Yeah, there's definitely more That's oily. it. Okay, there you go. Congratulations. We, we got to the bottom you of can't it. taste that? You can taste it, but I'm saying Apparently like actual. Not. You no, just no. said you can't. You can taste the oiliness, but I, I count that as creamier. Creaminess. It's marginal. It's a, it's a simple question. It's marginal. If you can't taste best. the difference between regular and honey, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. You cannot be the I peanut, am butter Mr. peanut butter connoisseur. Damn it! Apparently not. Apparently not. You added yourself. I didn't do it. You did it. I'm here to help. I'm trying to help you. Apparently not. Save a buck here and there. If you well, want, it's if, more expensive. Is it? I'm assuming I don't so. Think it is. I would assume Skippy Honey is more expensive than Skippy Regular. You, you know, gotta, I got I got to check next time I go, but I don't believe it is. And either way, I got a nine year old that loves it. I'm not going to skimp on the whatever twelve cents. If there is a difference in the price. I'm looking up right now. And I got a wife that loves it, too. Oh, boy. Oh, well, uh, I guess it depends on the size. Uh, well, yes. The size would matter. Yes. Size does matter. That <laughs> eh, looks more expensive. I would say, you know what? I think you're getting ripped off. Again. I got a wife and a son. Okay. New blind taste it. test. Regular versus honey, Marco. You tell me the difference. I'll give you yeah. nothing but... Yeah, it's no not doubt. Obvious. Not and obvious. And my nine-year-old knows the difference. Not obvious. Because I even added, do I have that? Because now, now, since we did this taste test, now every once in a while, I have to open up different jars, which makes me nuts because I got three different jars of peanut butter open. And he'll check it. He'll take it with the spoon. Ah, uh, now this one's still the best. And he always picks the, the honey. He always picks the Skippy honey. Always. Nine-year-old figures it out. You. We got to have a talk. Jar of peanut butter a day doesn't know the difference. I that's don't on, believe it. We got to have a that's talk. On you. I think you're eating too much peanut butter. That's that's probably why you're not nobody able to know the difference at this point. You just you just br- throwing all of it down. It's all the deep? same. Yeah, it's all the same at this point. I only have one brand. No, exactly. You're going to that same brand. So now, so I'm saying like the fact that I have regular. No, I think your taste buds are just smooth. Are, I think so just, much like, they've been dulled that you would think a change in the palate would be like, oh wow, this is different no. than normal. It's the same brand. That's why it's not. I think it's because there's really not a difference. Mm. 
I think you've lost your I mind. think we have we have cracked the code, and now, unfortunately, peanut butter scammers everywhere. They are in trouble. Ryan Hickey is on the case. I'll continue to dive deeper into this, and I will save you. I'll save everyone else across this beautiful country from getting scammed as well. I got your back, America. <laughs> you can count on me. For your daily news brief, we get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Ryan Hickey in for Zach Gelb right here on CBS Sports Radio. Anthony Richardson, QB1 for the Colts. Even though he's got the title, he says the work now just beginning. No, Coach, Coach Stockton, he just, he just let me know, you know, um, straight up, you know, straightforward. He, he told me, he told me I got to continue to work for it. You know, despite being, you know, granted the opportunity, still got to work for it because you know, nothing's handed to you. You got to earn everything. Love that attitude. He's 100% right. It's Today's like not the, you know, the highlight of his career. It's just the beginning. Now, is he ready? His project 13 starts uh, in Florida so far. Now a very inexperienced player. Is he ready to be QB1 week one in his rookie year? Here is AR. Sure. I don't think I'll, I'll ever be, you know, fully ready because there's always stuff I can learn, you know, day by day. I you know, just getting information from Gardner. He's been in the league for you know four plus years. So just gathering information from him. Getting information from, from Coach Steichen. You know, just is working day by day. So as of right now I feel like I'm ready, but you know who's to say if I'm ready or not. I like that answer because to me that signals someone who's ready to learn. He's not gonna pretend he knows it all. He's not gonna pretend he's gonna come in there and it's gonna be flawless. He feels ready now but also he doesn't know what he doesn't know, right? He's gone one practice so far, if you want to call a preseason game a practice, that he's gone against another team. Outside of the Bills, he has not faced another NFL team in his career. He can't possibly truly be ready to take over the starting job with the pressure, the expectations, with all of the different defenses and looks he's going to get thrown. So I like that answer a lot. You could say, oh, maybe it doesn't sound confident, but that to me sounds like someone who's ready to learn and ready to do whatever it takes to succeed. Jets yesterday signed running back Dalvin Cook, adding to a very loaded offensive roster. Head coach Robert Sala now looking at that loaded running back room says, whew, good luck playing defense. As a defensive coach, I'll just sit there and just say, God, you got Brees and uh, Michael and him, and you got two of those guys in the backfield, and it's, you know, you just got, there, there's a lot of different things that you can do to, to create a bunch of headaches for defensive coaches, and uh, and then you know, he's not a trick back either. You can you can turn around, hand him the ball, and he can run downhill, and he's done it for a long time. And and so it's just a, it's, I look at it like our D-line. can never have enough, you know, and just let him rotate and be fresh and uh, get downhill and, and wear people out. All right. Aaron, right, this, this signing of Dalvin Cook, right, there's, you have Dalvin Cook, four straight thousand-yard seasons. You got Brees Hall, who, four tours ACL midway through the year, was on track to win offensive rookie of the year, possibly. Even though the running back room is stacked, this, to me, this signing adds even more pressure now on Aaron Rodgers. You got it all, man. You got it all. No excuse for you not to come through with a Super Bowl championship in New York this year. All right, how about stick in the running back room? Jets running back Michael Carter. He gave his reaction after the uh, Jets signed Dalvin Cook. I don't worry about shit, really. <laughs> don't be honest. At this point. Right. But... I can't worry about that, in all honesty, because then if I'm if I'm worrying about that, I'm out here on the field and I'm not getting better. And so, like the main thing is about getting better. Yeah, that's really the only thing that matters. So, from from my perspective, I'm helping the team get better and getting better along the way. 
isn't worried about bleep. I love that. That is that is really funny. Speaking of funny, let's finish off the news brief with this. James Harden right now is riding around in a scooter in China calling Daryl Morey a liar, wanting to get out of Philly and claiming he'll never play for a Daryl Morey-led game, uh, led team. Let's listen to Harden's agent, Tony Payne, on the Hidden Gems podcast say Harden is going to go to a form and a level we may have never seen before. James has a crazy hunger in him right now. Like, if he got an MVP this season, I wouldn't be surprised. That's what kind of hunger he got in him right now, just from the disrespect. Um, just, you know, the free agency stuff, which I don't really want to get into, but, you know, 7 a.m., two-hour, three-hour practice, workout, come back. You know, the nutrition is, is you know, just even from the, the discipline, from dieting, you know, we just came. I just went to his house now. We, you know, we did cardio for an hour. Let me ask you this, EJ. If we put James Harden's agent on a lie detector test, what's the results after hearing that line? Oh, not not very good. Not, not 7 a.m., cardio diet he mentioned diet James Harden does none of that he's in the clubs he's partying now that he's in FU mode he's sure as hell not going and working out harder and going to be an MVP for him that's for sure he's tanking this want to get out as fast as he can we saw it in Houston how do you get out by partying not by playing his ass off same thing in Brooklyn it's gonna be the same thing here in Philly you watch like you man you lie a lot <laughs> When we return, Anthony Richardson, QB1 for the Colts. Is that the right idea or, or move? We'll discuss next. It's Ryan Hickey in for Zach Gell on CBS Sports Radio.